Welcome everybody to the lounge for an incredible episode here tonight. Uh, I am uh, Dean Ryan and I'll be your lounge master as we get into Albert Pike's final roar here tonight. Uh, it's just a very jam-packed um, edition here of, of the lounge, which if you're new here at Real Deal Media is uh, the lounge is one of our most controversial shows where we get into the most focused and centric look at uh, some of the most controversial issues of today and yesteryear. And tonight, we're going to be getting into just that, a very controversial topic and subject that goes just beyond the overtly saturated uh, coverage of uh, Israel and Palestine and everything in that region. We're actually going to talk about Albert Pike if you don't know who that is, you're going to know by the end of the show exactly who that man was. And it's something we grazed upon just a few shows ago, but tonight we're going to get into the Albert Pike final war predictions into present day and where we're going to go tomorrow. So joining me on this uh, expedition here on the jungle cruise of just the galactic forces here at Real Deal Media is the one and the only, the general himself, Jim Fetzer. Jim Fetzer, welcome. Thank you for being here, Jim. Dean, always my pleasure. And Pike is a rather fascinating character in history. That's right. He, he certainly was. He certainly was. And you're going to be uh, just, just kind of, you're going to be amazed that uh, what you're going to find out here tonight and how his uh, relationship with present day is very evident. So we'll get into it. Okay. Also joining us uh, from the land down under. Uh, the one, the only, Dirty Q. Dirty Q, thank you for being here. Hello, Jim. Uh, hello, Jim. Hello, Dean. Um, by the way, I'm, uh, yeah, the Jim's over there. I'm Dean. <laughs> uh, also uh, filling in for one of the other Aussies who is on a secret mission that we'll share with you at a later date. Uh, so we uh, went to the bullpen and we found... A gentleman all the way from Canada, you know him as the Mr. Goldstein, Mr. Gold and Silver, that is, the one, the only, Bryce Wade. Bryce, welcome here. Thanks for having me okay. back, bro. Love it, love it. And look at that view he has from his little penthouse. I love that, too. Okay, so. Canada before he got communist. <laughs> yeah, well, you might as well. Um, real quick, we were on Rumble. Of course, this is a controversial show that. Once again, we got kicked off from Rumble. I think this happened last time we did a, the, the lounge. It seems to happen every time. Very, very frustrating. Okay, so we're going to get into things here. Um, just real quick, is anybody familiar with Freemasonry at all? Does anyone know the ins and outs? I'm very familiar with it. Very familiar. Okay. okay Freemasonry. I've, been a, um, I've been a target of, of the Freemasonry in the past, and I'm still paying for it today. Oh, well, okay. Well, that, I didn't, we'll, we'll have to talk about that. And Bryce, yourself as well? Um, I wasn't a member, but um, I've, I've got some, some, a, a couple stories. But uh, yeah, okay. I know of them and about them. And, yeah. I thought you were going to say, um, I'm not only the president, I'm a member. I usually <laughs> love that one. Uh, that, that's a good uh, actually one. 74th degree stonemason. <laughs> yes. Okay. Wonderful. Flexing there, flexing. Okay. So uh, we're going to get into uh, Albert Pike here. in uh, this next piece is going to uh, lay the foundation of what we're going to be talking about here tonight as we uh, do kind of a quick look down memory lane here. And I'm going to tell you about it. 
is we're going to go back all the way to the 1800s, if you can believe it, and then work our way through the world wars. Because right now in the United States, in the West, now essentially all over the, uh, the world, we're on the brink of World War III. And many will say that we're already into World War IV. But that gets into the controversial timeline of it all. So in this next little piece here, you're going to see a, a man who started the Freemasonry right before they got infiltrated by Adam Weissop of the Illuminati from France. Somewhere, somehow, they got, um, they crossed streams, as they said. In this piece here, you're going to see exactly what he was talking about and exactly what unfolded into where we are at this point here today in history. Have a look at this and... Um, we're going to talk about it after the fact because it, it is this one's a stomper here check this out albert pike the first world war must be brought about in order to permit the illuminati to overthrow the power of the czars in russia and making that country a fortress of atheistic communism the divergences caused by the agent tour agents the Illuminati between the British and Germanic empires will be used to foment this war. At the end of the war, communism will be built and used in order to destroy the other governments and in order to weaken the religions. The Second World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the fascists and the political Zionist. This war must be brought about so that the Nazism is destroyed and that the political Zionism be strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel in Palestine. During the Second World War, international communism must be strong enough in order to balance Christianity, which would be then restrained and held in check until the time when we need it for the final social cataclysm. Third World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences caused by the agent tour of the Illuminati and the political Zionists and the leaders of the Islamic world. This war must be conducted in such a way that Islam in the entire Arabic world and political Zionism and the state of Israel mutually destroy each other. Meanwhile, the other nations once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical exhaustion. We shall unleash the nihilist and the atheist, and we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm, which in all of its horror will show clearly to the nations the effect of absolute atheism, savagery, and the most bloody turmoil has ever seen. Then everywhere, the citizens obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionary will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitude of disillusioned Christians whose deistic spirits will form from that moment be without compass or direction, anxious for an ideal without knowing where to render its adoration. We'll receive true light through the universal manifestation of 
Brought finally out in the public view. This manifestation will result from the general reactionary movement which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. So there you have it. Let's get into it, everyone. What are your thoughts on what we just read or saw there? Because that was an actual passage from Albert Pike from 1871. Uh, Jim, let's start with you because this is kind of a, a new kind of realm for yourself here. What are your thoughts on uh, what we just saw there? Yeah, it is. I'm very interested in what Bryce and Q have to say here. I mean, uh, foretelling the future is, as they say, an art rather than a science. I'm, of course not disposed uh, to take prophecy particularly seriously, but there certainly seems to be sufficient specificity that you could easily argue that he was indeed talking about the First and the Second World War and what confronts us now. But I'd be keen to get what Q and Bryce have to say about those passages. Absolutely. And Jim, I predicted you were going to say that. See, I mean, it, everyone owns that kind of power in them when you find out what these things go. Let's start with uh, Bryce, too, because we know I know Dirty Q is a little familiar with the matter. Uh, Bryce, what are your thoughts on that? Because, you know, uh, there's a lot of fort, uh, fortune tellers out there, but this one was very specific and niche to what we're experiencing here uh, in, in 2023. Your thoughts? Yeah, so I mean, it, it very much looks like um, World War Three has been planned for quite a while because the the things that we're moving towards have been essentially put forth before us on a path that we've been pushed down, right? So um, I actually just posted in the private channel here. Um, I read the, I saw this um, video the other day that was basically um, stating that the the Jews, the Muslims, and the Christians, you know, the three big religions, the Abrahamic religion, religions on the world in the in the world, um, have been created to destroy each other essentially, and um, they're going to use this third world war to do that. Now, while all of this is happening, we are also facing a economic collapse. A, a famine that's going to come fairly soon. We're also facing a, um, uh, a disease, which I'm pretty sure the four the four horsemen, which is uh, disease, uh, famine, war, and I can't remember the other one. Um, but anyways, so like we we're facing all of these problems all at the same time. So if one of these ha things was happening at the ta at the same time, we could probably survive and we'd get past it. Humanity always does, right? But all of these things happening at all at the same time, um, we're not going to do too well. So <laughs> what do I have to say about that? Yeah, it's, it's probably right. It doesn't take a um, a prophet <laughs> to look at what's happening right now and say that this is probably going to be bad for all of us. And World War Three, in my opinion, is going to be new. Nuclear. Um, you know, I could give lots of examples. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get uh, into um, the present day and uh, Dirty Q. Um, yeah, people are kind of finding out about this, but uh, how Albert Pike went from a messianic teacher to straight up satanic uh, devil worshiper. And yeah, it definitely, definitely was on that level. And uh, we're talking about, you know, right after the Civil War, Dirty Q, uh, around that time. 
that this man was collecting the Freemasonries. Now, here, here's the other kicker, too, and I'll get your take on it, is he's got a statue right now, as we speak, right there in Washington, D.C., and many of the founders were, you know, uh, stone cutters, as they say, but uh, Masons, to uh, start with, they're uh, dirty cue. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, if you, um, if you, they're going to pull down a statue, I think that should be the first one you pull down is the Freemasonry because they're an unelected body that, that is, has plans for our world um, that have obviously been carried out. Uh, um, it's interesting that Jim, um, refers to it as a prophecy it's not it's not really a prophecy in my mind because a a prophecy is more somebody saying you know from what i see around around the world this is going to happen or i've been told uh through jesus christ that this is going to happen that's a prophecy what what we're looking at here is actually a map a road map to achieve a goal um and it was a letter that was it was um it was sent in 1871 so this is before this world war start started and you can now i mean future proofs past you can you can now look back on the, on what's happened over the over these many hundreds of years, and um, and 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 mm-hmm. turn it down to being very very accurate um, as to what Pike was saying. Um, well, Bryce, it, it, it is very accurate. It plays into what's happening now. I mean, you see it with, um, you know, nobody can make sense, uh, Jim, uh, with, with like uh, Netanyahu is doing that they will not stop because they want to provoke the the islamic world to react to get into the royal rumble here for order out of chaos do we not see that well i think you could argue you know netanyahu and some other zealous committed talmudists think that they need to destroy the middle east and most of the jews in israel in order for we have the tribulation uh, Armageddon and the return in order to bring about the return of their God. But, but Dean, I mean, this is theological. One could also argue that when Pike lays out some of these things that uh, Illuminati, Rothschilds, World Economic Forum want to use them as uh, to fulfill the outline that's been given them. I mean, the destruction of our food plants isn't happening by any divine orchestration. COVID and the deadly vax was all orchestrated by a monstrous plan. And we've eliminated, reduced our population by, by my best calculation, by over a billion just based on the vax alone. And then, you know, fomenting a war in the Middle East, that's actually not tough not that difficult to bring about, but I'm not at all sure it's going to work out the way Israel would like. No, good point. Good point. Dirty. Yeah. Do you want to finish something? Go ahead. Yeah. So um, I don't, audience is saying they couldn't hear me. I hope that's better. And listen, um, I think this is a, not just the, what's happening in, in Gaza and, and, you know, Israel and Iran and all that. This is actually happening all over the world where we've had all these cultures and religions have been smashed together. You've had all, all these, um, this, the immigration has absolutely um, tenfold, right? So you've, you, it's just climbed hugely over the last 50 years, uh, the event of the aeroplane. I mean, everybody's just going from country to country and, and there's no borders anymore. That'd be, that's been pushed. And I think that's that's also how they're bringing about this World War III where they see that um, cultures destroy each other because, and we're seeing it, we're seeing, we're seeing um, Palestinians in the streets now um, raging against um, uh, Israel 
you know, there's, there's um, anti-Islamists, there's, an, there's anti-Semites, there's, there's all these different divisions that, are, that have been caused by this push to amalgamate all these cultures together. And I think that's all what, what, what Albert Park was talking about was, was um, you know, the, the annihilists and all that, and they're going to be destroyed because us Christians and Catholics are going to be going, well, these, these guys are bad. We're going to destroy them. We're supposed to get up now and destroy these people. According to Albert Pike. Right. Well, here's how I interpret it. And I'll get Bryce, I'll get your take. And uh, is the reason they want to destroy the Christians and the atheists, because at the very core of those two um, ideologies, if you will, uh, if you can even call that uh, atheism and ideology, is the uh, the common core of dissent. You know, Christianity has always been some form of democratic, you know, undertones, overtones throughout time. It has been perverse, certainly, and atheism has really its a form of, uh, you know, spiritual anarchism. Do you see it that way too, Bryce, before we um, continue here? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> and I speak as an atheist, right? So um, I've been well, an well, atheist. Bryce has to leave now, so thank you. <laughs> Go ahead, Bryce, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, like I, I've been an atheist my whole life, right? So I've always had the position of, you know, we're all human. Let's all just be peaceful together. And can't we all get along without arguing about whose God is better and whatever else, right? That obviously hasn't happened over history for a variety of reasons, right? But you have to ultimately think about this in the totality of what it is, right? <clears throat> this is a group of people that are fermenting this and controlling all of these things happening at, on a global scale. Like World War Three just isn't East versus West, Muslim versus Christian, whatever versus whatever. It's oligarchy versus humanity, right? These people have created this situation for us that we have to deal with, right? And everybody is on the chopping block. We've got central bank digital currencies, digital IDs, 15-minute cities, and microchips. Like those are the those are the pillars of total control of our entire civilization for all time, right? And that is the closing cage that once those things are in place, not only do we lose this war, we lose it permanently, forever, for all time, because there will never be be a, a, a technical ability for anybody to escape that ever in history after that ever because you will be born into a system where not only do you not know that the system that you're a part of is all you have you won't even have the concept of what freedom is because they will remove that entirely right so this isn't a religious war it is a war for control of all of humanity and all of planet earth Okay, so Jim, you want to add to that? You want to say something? To yeah, I, I resonate with that. I'm an agnostic. I mean, you know, Bryce is an atheist. I'm an agnostic. I tell you, I think he's got a lot of key points. I also like Q's observation about migration. I mean, that was a Zionist plan, the clergy plan from like the 30s to flood Europe to destroy the culture by mass migration from Africa. It's going on here in North America now using... I mean, there must be migrants from a hundred different countries coming into the United States and are being welcomed by Biden because Biden is under control of the Zionists. I mean, the whole Biden administration has sold out America. So yes. I tend to see the, the Rothschild empire is much more behind this. But Bryce's point so, about 50-minute cities is impeccable. Those are open-air concentration camps. I wouldn't even yeah. be able to visit my daughter and son-in-law. They're 20 minutes away. That's more than 15-minute city. I mean, it's a, it's a grotesque idea that we should imprison ourselves voluntarily being sold to us on a whole bunch of nonsensical bases that the media promote endlessly because they're under control of the Zionists themselves. Very good point. Okay, I'm, we're going to move on here um, because I want to get to World War One, World War Two. 
and, and get to present day where we're talking about the, the, the 15 minute cities. Uh, real quick, so let's get into this now. Uh, Jim, when we think about, as we saw in that piece there, World War One, it was to get rid of the Russian czars, you know, and you don't often hear a lot about World War One and Franz Ferdinand and what took place there. You always hear about World War Two. So, but World War One gave us the League of Nations, which was the, you know, the, the prequel uh, before what we have today, United Nations. World War Two was to give us the U United Nations and then subsequently the uh, EU 1954, but it gave us Israel. And I, I want to show you this clip here, Jim, and I want to get your take on it when we get back and everyone else's about the the people who fought in that war and the wars that that followed after uh, Israel was created as we try to understand this is a, this is a big deal uh, for for many people because the first time we've ever heard anything like it and then we're going to get into uh, just who attacked us since then and what about 911 so what better person asks than Jim Fetzer so I'm going to show you this next clip you're going to talk to some of the veterans you're going to hear some of the veterans who were in the Israeli wars to occupy it from Palestine. So check this out here. שאנשים היו בכזה טראנס שלפי כמה וכמה עדויות נכנסו שם חמת זעם בכל מי שראו. בצד אחר הוא רוצה את האקדח טראח 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 בזמן קרב, אם מישהו הרים ידיים, משהו כזה, לא לקחתי שבויים. כמה עד עכשיו אנשים הרגת ככה? לא ספרתי. אני לא יכול לדעת בחיי. הוא תפס אישה, חתיכה צעירה, נכנס לבית אחד, הכין חדר מיטות, מיטה על פרצה לזיין אותה. אחד אנס שם איזה ילדה בת 16, משהו כזה. מבין, אבל זה מכוער מאוד, היה לנו בחור אחד, הוא נפטר, הוא היה פרא אדם. הוא לקח פשוט מאוד ורצח אותם בתוך המכלאות. חוטי ברזל כאלה, עגולים כאלה, אספו כל הגברים. הם יושבים שם כולם על הרצפה, ובא מישהו ולוקח תת מקלע ומתחיל זה, מחליף מחסנית. מה אתה חושב, זה חבר'ה שלקחו את הלוויורים ורדפו אחרי חבר'ה ושרפו אותם? זה היה משהו זוועתי, וזה אסור לספר, אני לא אדבר על זה. מלחמה זה מלחמה. <laughs> לא כל אחד יכול לדעת מה זה מלחמה. ואני אומר, מי שלא היה שם, לא יכול לשפוט אף אחד אחר. אוקיי, let's get into it. That were, those were former soldiers as the uh, occupation of that uh, 
Palestine, which many, you know, some of these people say never existed. Uh, Jim, you want to talk on that? Because they were bragging about raping 16-year-olds, shooting the Palestinians, and uh, loving it. Uh, what are we to make of that? Yeah, I think that's a very sincere expression of their enthusiasm for murdering the indigenous population that resided in Palestine for 3,000 years. Israel has existed for 75 but they continue on their murderous rampage. What's going on now is just to uh, finish that job, get rid of the rest of the Palestinians for a whole host of reasons, among which are included the failure to win Ukraine over to be the new Israel. Russia turned out to be no pushover, but it turns out most of the present-day occupants of Israel are descendants uh, uh, of the former Ukraine. I mean, uh, uh, area, you know, the... It's outrageous what's going on here with a mass murder, genocide, and the world is just standing by as though nothing can be done. I think it's not going to play out that way. But by God, they're upset about finishing the job. Finishing the job. Uh, let's go to you, uh, Dirty Q, because uh, you've been in the Air Force, and I've never seen uh, any bra you know, braggadocious kind of soldiers like that. But it, is that kind of... Um, the sentiment throughout Israel is that that uh, anyone around that region are just cockroaches and beneath them, or is this just you know folklore of just senile old guys from uh, years past? You're mm -hmm. muted. Yeah, he'll figure it out. He needs some. Especially if you take one one people and put them on top of another people, you're going to foment war. It's exactly. It's, you can't. I can't break it down any more than that. Um. As for my own experience in the Air Force and my grandfather, uh, my, both, both my grandfather and my father were the military men. My grandfather was in the Second World War, shot down twice. Um, they plucked him out of the sea twice because he was a pilot. And uh, he, he didn't want to talk about it. He, he, like every now and again, would get a few words out of him and he'd say, well, how, are you, how would you feel going rat -a -tat 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 in your airplane knowing you were shooting people? He didn't like it. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't collect his medals. It, you know, it's not a common thing for, from where I come from to be boasting about how you raped women and you know, raped girls and shot people in a line and all that. That's not what, what I'm familiar with. Let me let me uh, let me answer this. Uh, somebody said that video looked like propaganda video. That's an actual uh, documentary from former soldiers. I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, I get this a lot. I hear this a lot. Uh, Bryce is, you know, like we're going to show some things today and right away it says, well, that's propaganda that never happened. But what's not propaganda, Brian, is some of the verbiage that is being uh, spouted from the Israeli government themselves, their own damn mouths, even from years past, that they want to wipe out all these people next to them. Uh, but there, there's just people that um, that really are just, I don't know, they just hate the Palestinians so much and love you know, everything that they're doing that they're always going to think that, oh, no, no, that didn't happen, just like... You know, people loved Mussolini after World War II still and said he was a great guy. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I got a question, a statement, and then I'll give my actual thoughts. So what, what do you call a war where only one side fights? Open question. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you call, uh, how about a conflict? It's a genocide. A genocide, exactly. And that is exactly it, right? Um, and 
on the other side of that, right? When you actually have a conflict, right? Like like that we're having, this conflict, like I was saying before, is universal, right? And you have people that have been conditioned for literally generations to hate other humans to the degree where raping children, chopping off heads, bombing people is justified in their in their mind. I can't justify that on any on any level unless it's defensive, right? If somebody is trying to kill me, I'm defending myself, right? That's the only reason that we give in uh, civilized society that killing people is acceptable, right? But we do it and we pay for it on a regular basis every day, right? And this is what I mean that this conflict is so pervasive into who we are. And it really comes down to this, right? If you can be, um, if you can be trained to believe absurdities, you can be trained to commit atrocities, right? That's a really old saying that really came out of religion. You know, and don't take this as a religious thing. It's happening on the left right now with the insane gender ideology and the communism that comes. No, with that. it is happening. But but this is the training of military. Why is this out of the question? Because you know, uh, Jim, as you know, when before we went into the Iraq War and invaded, I'm sorry, liberated the Iraqis, you know, by killing a million of them. Uh, you know, you don't hear about the atrocities of the Iraq War. Notice that. I hear about it from people I know. They had rape rooms. They would shoot people. It happened in Vietnam all the time. This happens in war. It doesn't mean that, oh, because there is rarely that they were just, you know, negated from any of that. It does it. Uh, you know, that just really, um, do you want to finish your thought? Go ahead, Bryce. Yeah. And, and j just to, to kind of put a bow on that point, you cannot make people um, kill and destroy lives like that unless you train them to do that. Nobody truly wants to go and kill other people if they don't need to. Like, if I have a family that I want to take care of, that I love and care about, and I have a good community around me, why would I want to go and kill other people? Right? The only thing that makes you able to do that is to hate other people and to dehumanize them to the point where you don't consider them human. Right. And right. that well, has been right. a pervasive push through communism, gender ideology, all of these religions, all of them to some degree. And, and don't take this as a religious thing. Right. It's just kind of what has happened yeah, throughout that. history. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. it, throughout history, yeah. any time that you want to take over or take resources or whatever, you have to get your soldiers to hate those other people and feel attacked so that they will put aside their humanity and go and kill those other people with extreme aggression, right? And we're being pushed into that right now. And you can see all of the all of the Palestinian um, uh, riots happening all over the Western world right now. That's not going down. That's going up. But at some point, somebody is going to do something stupid, and it's going to be like a tinderbox, and boom, and it's going to be a, a firestorm. Fire and it's coming. It's, coming. it's only a matter of time. Okay. 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 We we're getting feedback on somewhere. Okay. Anyways, we, we're going to move on a little bit here. And uh, Jim, did you, did you want to answer that? I thought I saw you. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because I mean, this whole Hamas uprising was allowed to happen minimally. They had reporters there at the scene when the IDF supposedly didn't even know they're already photographers. Uh, they were allowed to take an amount of area. They, they had Apache gunships that were firing on the festival members by the IDF to run up the numbers so they could justify, have a phony pretext to slaughter Gaza. And it's wholly right. disproportional by any measure. They've already killed over 10,000. Well, they claim 1,400, I guarantee you. Over half, if not most, of those were done by the IDF to create a phony pretext. Well, this is Netanyahu. This is the way he operates. And I'll tell you, I think there's something very profound underneath it all, which is a difference mm -hmm. between Judaism and Christianity and Islam. 
They can be viewed as state, successive stages of enlightenment. Judaism has a God that is a, a creature of retribution, of sacrifice. You read old parts of the Old Testament. There's genocide all the time. People are being slaughtered in the name of God all the time. You got Bibi Netanyahu coming out inciting passages like that where people are slaughtered. Christianity, the God is a God of forgiveness, a God of compassion, a God of love. And Muslims would argue Islam is even more enlightened. But I tell you this, of the three, only one of them has a perverse hatred and attitude toward the others. And that is Judaism in its virulent strain. Right. And that's it's... what's going on today. Right. Okay. So there's a lot of points being made here. And um, we have we have a lot of people in the live chat, too. And who are adding conjecture. Don't don't take my conjecture for... Uh, don't become full circle right here. Don't become full circle with Albert Pike's oh, letter. Right. So we're, we're getting to this. I'm trying... I'm stumping along here. I'm trying to move along here. It's just because I'm giving people an idea of, you know, when you start a country, uh, let's take Hawaii, for example. I mean, do you think that the... Uh, just the crusaders that went to Hawaii and said, excuse me, natives, we're just going to start a... Uh, country here, so to speak, in, in cities. Oh, go right ahead. No, they butchered and killed. So this is, you know, founded on atrocities. We're not talking 200 years ago, 1948. And if we think that uh, the those are Israeli soldiers, and but if you think that didn't happen in, or does happen in war, then you're highly mistaken. There's a reason soldiers in this country, in the United States, are committing suicide at record levels because of the atrocities and darkness they saw during the uh, Iraqi Operation Freedom. So there's, you know, we got to get past the 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 um, Kansas here. Okay, so let's move on here. Uh, now I want to talk about this here because, Jim, I want to ask you when we move on from time now. So 48 Israel's created, 54 the EU comes. What do you, what do we know about what's happening in the Middle East throughout the 1950s going into the 60s from your recollection, uh, Jim Fetzer? Well, the the the, the 50s. In the 60s, I mean, you had Israel created in 1948, okay, and uh, the, the, you have the constant shrinkage of areas that are populated by Palestinians. I mean, this has been Palestinian land, as I have observed, for 3,000 years, but there's constant shrinkage. And now we have these two disparate areas. You got the Gaza Strip. It's like 25 miles of five miles wide, and they got 2.3 million people stopped in it. You got the separate West Bank. There are more sparse settlements, and settlers are moving in there, uprooting the olive orchards that have been there for hundreds and hundreds of years. They're poisoning their wells, they're disrupting, they're killing. It's just got awful. The Palestinian problem in the 20th century was the greatest human rights problem facing the world. We put it off and put it off and put it off, and today, we're paying for it. It's made the question of the role of Israel in the world and Zionism on the front burner. And frankly, that's a good thing. But the cost, the human cost of Palestinians is horrific. So in 1967, we have the USS Liberty. Are you familiar with this? Uh, to, to my Commonwealth uh, panelists here, do you know about uh, the, the, the uh, US Liberty uh, Dirty Q? Muted. Okay. I do know the, the main, remember the main. I know about that ship that blew up and it was Spanish. That was back in the 1800s. But which one are you talking about? Liberty? 
Okay. So the USS Liberty in 1967 was, what, what was it, Jim, floating off the coast over there by, was it Beirut? Well, they had it moved from the coast of Africa all the way in the Mediterranean off Egypt when, you know, the Six-Day War broke out. And it oh, was an American spy ship. It was clearly identified. They launched an Israeli attack to sink it. They were going to blame it on the Egyptians. And then Johnson, LBJ, was going to nuke Cairo. He wanted the ship to go to the bottom of the sea, but miraculously it survived. They killed like 41 of the sailors, injured another 171, and it was eventually towed off to be repaired. But Johnson wished that it had gone to the bottom of the sea. Moshe Dayan was such a brilliant general. He didn't need any help from the U.S., but that was the plan. And they it's interesting to LBJ, he was so corrupt. The Israeli pilots recognized they saw the American flag and they called back to their controllers and said, this is American ship. And they were told, go ahead and attack it anyway. We have the communication. We have several books yeah. about it. It was uh, horrific. And it was a, a major attack on the U.S. by Israel as another false flag. I mean, this is their area of specialization. So you, yes. you're talking about the Suez, um, uh, sorry, the, yeah, the Suez crisis. Uh, uh, we're talking about the USS Liberty. Let me give our, our yeah, audience. A little, yeah, that was all during the, the, the Suez crisis, and we got. Um, they've just had yeah, the Israeli. Yeah. Okay. So this 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 has happened after the Arab-Israeli war, just after the, um, the Israel was formed. You had the Israel Arab-Israeli war, where uh, is, uh, the Israel fired upon, um, where they attacked Egypt. All right, and that um, and that pretty much shut them out of the the Suez Canal, and it shut down. It also shut down the hundred year lease of the Suez Canal to the to the UK, uh, UK, US, and the French. They had a hundred year lease, almost made it. It made it nineteen fifty six, and it and it was shut down because it was a proxy war. There was actually a proxy war between uh, the US and the Soviet Union. Uh, what happened then was that, that, that Egypt went, nah, buggy your lease, we're not, that's no longer, and uh, we're going to nationalise the Suez Canal. Now, up until now, you had the US, the, the UK, and uh, France making billions upon billions of dollars off that Suez Canal. That just came to a halt. Um, now what we've got is we've got a new uh, idea that's been thrown about. Um, it goes back a bit, but there's a new idea to reinstate that money that was lost. And I think we're going to get into talking about that shortly then. Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay, uh, let, let, let's move on here because, um, you know, the U.S. has liberty. They don't uh, kind of recollect that. That kind of gets swiped from the record. But, you know, you look at, uh, you know, hear all these bad things about Iran. Uh, as you know, Jim, and I'm sure Bryce, uh, Iran has never invaded another country. Uh, and the people running some of these uh, just oligarchs or these theocracies of, uh, you know, kind of totalitarian governments are put into place by our own so central intelligence uh, agency, uh, like the Shah of 1954, 53, which creates blowback. Yeah. It creates blowback. So when Hamas is created, funded by uh, Israel, it creates blowback every time you kill a, a Palestinian kid family. It creates more so-called terrorists, just in the same regard when they start doing that here on the homeland in the States. They kill the, the average American worker. They're going to be 
kids in the neighborhood, they're going to, you know, vow for revenge. It's human uh, conditions. That's what we're getting at. But uh, something happened on 9-11, Jim. Something happened on 9-11, and it doesn't get talked about. And what that is, I'm going to tell you about it here, and I'm going to get Jim uh, Fetzer's take, and we'll get, get to Bryce here. But uh, something happened on 9-11. Now, if you've never heard before, you're going to hear for the first time here, right here, is that we were told that 9-11 uh, was done by, just to put it, I guess, in an elementary status, cavemen with box cutters. Now, I find that very hard to uh, accept, like many things, but we're also told it was done by Al-Qaeda. What they didn't tell you, what we found out years later, that uh, Al-Qaeda was created by Zubigna Brzezinski, the Secretary of Defense for Jimmy Carter in 1979. It means the base. The base. They used that, they created that to fight the uh, Mujahideen over there in Afghanistan. Uh, evidently, uh, that's where we found someone named Tim Osman, CIA uh, individual, who later became Osama bin Laden. But there is another core of people that were involved in 9-11 that uh, nobody's allowed to talk about. In fact, when I was uh, set to make a film about 9-11 with the who's who of Hollywood, I was told, well, listen, kid, we're going we're to do this, but uh, leave out the Israelis. Israelis. Well, if this is the first time of, uh, you're, you're hearing it, well, let me tell you a bit about it, and we'll go to uh, Jim Fencer. Well, Israelis, the dancing Israelis, many people know them as, but uh, there were Israeli spies that were leading up to the dreadful day of 9-11 in 2001, and it was so bad that it got reported in places then scrubbed, but I'll show you some of these things, but um, there were few spies, a good handful of them, and here it is. Uh, they were found putting bombs, allegedly, into the World Trade Center towers in the lead up to the dreadful day of 9-11. Then they were allowed to go. Nobody's heard about them. Nobody knows about them until many years later. But we're going to go to Jim Fetzer as he tells us about these Israelis, these dancing Israelis, because... It's it's an atrocity that you're not, you're not even allowed to talk about, Jim. And what are the intricate kind of um, details of this incident here of these Israeli spies, which is planting bombs all over the uh, towers, and why? Well, let me give you a thumbnail sketch here. I mean, 9/11 uh, was a brainchild of Bibi Netanyahu and Ehud Olmert in the late 1980s. Wind up find an excuse to draw American forces into the Middle East to take out the modern Arab states. That served as a counterbalance to Israel's domination of the entire region. They were aided and abetted by the CIA and by the neocons in the Department of Defense. They've been originally the project for a new American century who claimed that there would be a, a new hundred-year empire for America worldwide if they'd only assist really implicitly Israel in taking out its enemies now. The CIA assisted in bringing in over 200 Mossad agents. They were disguised as art students or groups of them in the towers. They were called the Gelatin Group. They were doing outside the building performance art. It was bizarre. They had, we have photographs of boxes and boxes of views. I believe they were setting up to create the cookie cutter cutouts of the planes allegedly hitting the buildings, as Donald Trump on the day after 9-11 explains. Built planes could not have brought down those buildings. Indeed, planes couldn't have even got into those buildings. They were brought down, he said, by something else. 
bombs, meaning powerful sources of explosive, is 100% correct now. Those 200 art students were very busy on 9-11, and a group, five of them, were at Liberty State Park in New Jersey, taking film of the destruction of the Twin Towers and the World Trade Center, giving each other high fives. It was noticed by a, a nearby resident who notified the police. Now, thank God, the New York police were really on the spot. They stopped these Mossad agents from blowing up the Holland Tunnel, blowing up the Lincoln Tunnel, taking down the Brooklyn Bridge, the whole plan was to isolate Manhattan as an island. When they stopped these guys, it was in a van from Urban Moving Systems, which was an Israeli asset. It had a portrait of Twin Towers in a plane on the side. There were box cutters. There was a residue of explosives. They had money. They had passports there. They, they were taken into custody for 44 days until Michael Chertoff, another U.S. Israeli dual citizen released them and they went back to Israel where three of them went on to Israeli television and you are showing the image there, Dean, where they explained they had been there to document the destruction of the World Trade Center, which obviously implied foreknowledge. But then 9-11 was up by and for Israel. That's the long and the short of it. Uh, let me go to you, Bryce, because uh, I want to get your take from a Canadian uh, perspective real quick because this is, you know, this this really happened. I heard about it a long time ago, and a lot of uh, media, even independent media, will not touch this, as you know. I was displaying earlier, but let me give you a little um, a little quote here, Bryce, because we got a hard break coming up here. But uh, let me tell you about Vince, a, a gentleman named Vince Kenny uh, Kenny Stra uh, Strapo <laughs> Cappuccino, uh, former chief of operations of the counterterrorism over there at the. Um, cocaine importing agency said that the red flag for him went up if you can believe that out of all the flags to go up but the red flag for him went up when the following happened he said he saw the five indeed five israelis and the investigators found them discovered that some of these israelis names were found in search of the national intelligence database now he said that many of the u.s intelligence community believe that some of the israelis were working with for surprise Mossad whose, by the way, mission statement is deception by all means to win. I, I can't uh, say the Hebrew version of that. It's a little uh, outdated, but their speculation was no more as the setup and exploited for the purpose of launching an intelligence operation against radical Islam that gave us the, the war on terror. So here's what I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, get your take on it real quick, uh, Bryce. Uh, just hearing that right now, uh, when we talk about how dangerous it is, you know, with Iran, we talk about how dangerous it is with, you know, Pakistan and all these people. I can't recall a legitimate Pakistani or anyone of that nature trying to take down Manhattan. Can you? And has this happened in Canada, to your knowledge, with Mossad? Same scale, but I mean, Canada has been a part of like the World Economic Forum, the oligarchy since its inception, uh, as far as I'm aware. So, I mean, they didn't really need to, right? So, the U.S. is like when you think. So, I was looking at it from a from a big scale, right? Like, what's the biggest scale we can look at it? And the biggest scale is humanity, right? And so, when you put all of our different countries on a spectrum, right? There is one that's at the bottom and there's one that's at the top somewhere, right? The one that's been at the top for basically as long as it's been around has been the U.S. And it's strictly because they had the Constitution and, and guns to defend themselves. So we like the U.S. has always been a problem for the globalists and all the idiots trying to control everything because there has always been a bulwark, both from a, a, a legal, 
um, financial and uh, and raw power standpoint. So for the 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 people in control that want to you know take control of everything, the the U.S. has always been in the way, and they needed to do something you know major and sinister and and considerable to usurp that power, right? And that's happened in almost every major country that I can think of, right? So Israel happened, you know, right at its inception. Putin came to power in the same way. Xi Jinping has killed innumerable people to be the, the head of the communist party. He's basically the communist emperor of the planet now, if you don't include the WEF and all the other morons that follow him. Um, but like on, on a whole, right, the U.S. has been the stalwart defender of personal freedoms, and we are losing that battle. Like we're rolling out central bank digital currencies. You basically have and and nine eleven to bring it back to what we're talking about. Nine eleven was an inflection point, right? Up until that point, Americans and to to some extent the people that were under the the nuclear umbrella, if you want to think of it that way, of, of protection of America, had personal freedoms and protections that they could be relied on. We had a rule of law. I could sue somebody. I could, you know, all of the stuff in the Constitution, right? And everything that has happened since has been on a trajectory to remove, slowly but surely, remove those protections and powers so that when they want to have the final battle, which is now starting, you don't have those protections anymore. And in the NDAA, um, you can see this. They have they have given themselves the power. They can arrest anybody for anything at any time for any reason and do whatever they want without due process and kill you if they see fit and if they de deem you at will and at their discretion a terrorist for whatever reason so you really have to ask yourself why isn't this been happening across the entire us right now right and what it basically comes down to is this for you to come in for for the people with the power to come in you need a reason to kind of come in and stomp people and take away their rights right the, the, the objective to, the objective right but you, objective. you need you need the chaos to bring in the law and order right and the chaos order is what chaos. created oh yeah and and so okay the um yeah go go ahead. I mean, yeah, yeah we, we we have a hard break coming up here and um i just want to just to reiterate because uh jim fetzer was uh you know i remember jim talking about this is it 20 years now jim just when you were doing scholars for 9-11 truth when nobody was talking about this and even furthermore here before we go to break look look at look at this jim you probably don't remember 140 israelis were detained prior to september 11th they gave fox news this entire report from the dea and they refused to report on that fact not fiction but that fact you know so jim i got to give you a lot of credit for keeping that light on to this horrific truth here so I got to give you some credit on that. Uh, go ahead, Heather Dean. What I've been doing is pioneering collaborative research among experts to sort out what really happened. Knowing what I don't know, I count on others, experts in engineering, structural, electronic, aeronautical, physicists, the whole bit. And we're able to succeed in figuring out what happened because we have no ax to grind. We're not beholden to anyone. Nobody is paying us. We're simply dedicated to exposing the truth. And we have a pretty good track record in doing exactly that. Yes, you do. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we get back here with this panel here, uh, we're going to get into Dirty Q's thesis on the canals. We kind of grazed upon that earlier in the week on World at War, the main show. Uh, that is weeknights, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're also going to get into some of the new discoveries that uh, have been coming out in this uh, Israeli conflict with uh the, the deadly and very psyoped Hamas. We'll show you some footage on that. And then we'll kind of rummage through all your conjecture and questions and 
do a little game of sparring and fencing, uh, just the way we do it here at Real Deal Media. So don't go anywhere. You're watching The Lounge with your truly here, Dean Ryan, and my incredible uh, comrades, since we're talking about communism. Why not? Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this quick message. It's only just begun. Stand by. That was one of the biggest secrets the government ever had was behavioral software and deploying it and using it against the public. We were the guys. We were before everybody. We're extremely ethical. This needs to go out in book form. And then the, the powers that be, Department of Justice, local law enforcement, all the people that are supposed to do their job, they're the ones that are supposed to handle it, not us. biggest secrets the government ever had was behavioral software and deploying it and using it against the public. I started realizing there is a multipolar world order. of it being China is number one. I very much impressed by Israel's level. So it's really world class. And number two is Israel. Israel excels in solar technology that with investment and manufacturing expertise from China. And there was an alliance that they had. China and Israel are already working together on several alternative and renewable energy fronts. They agreed to do the red rail train system. some kind of backstabbing disagreement because Israel wants to be number one. Always think of technology in terms of effects, sociological conditions, and money. want to 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 our treatment and uh and to uh, affirm and to uh support and empower these youth not to limit their participation in activities in sports and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state okay we are back we are back everybody we are back welcome to the Lounge here, Real Deal Media's original series here. I'm still Dean Ryan, and tonight is brought to you by and also sponsored by the Real Deal Media members. I'd be remiss if I didn't share the uh, incredible good news, which uh, tonight, 
following tonight's show uh, with some of the panelists. Uh, maybe not. Jim's had a full day, too. He is a workhorse. And how about a round of applause for Jim? Because he has uh, – Jim, I'm going to bring up here because you have – you were, uh, you know, you had some ailments health-wise, and I got to tell you, I never have shared with you, you have workhorse powers here to do multiple shows a day, so I got to give you credit. I just want to tell you. Oh, I appreciate that, Dean. Very kind of you. Yes, yes, when we have the floor. So uh, kudos to you, and uh, if you want to become a member and maybe join a longer, longer discussion tonight uh, with some of the uh, panelists here. Go to realdomini.tv forward slash membership. That's realdomini.tv forward slash membership. Come a member and get your fix and get your kicks right here on Route 66 with uh, Jim Fetzer and myself. Ain't that right, Jim? We're going to remake yes, that yes, 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 absolutely. Make that one. We're going to remake that film. So anyways, uh, we're going to get uh, the rest of the panelists here. We're going to bring Dirty Q, who has a segment coming up. And we have the, the wonderful Bryce Wade all the way from Canada here tonight. Okay, so uh, let, we're going to start with Dirty Q here, and I'm going to I'm going to start it with the fact that you might have seen over there in the break, Jim, and I'm sure you did. Me talking to James Martinez about the alliance that Israel had with China, and you know I've been saying for quite some time something went wrong, and uh, I think people are now understanding that. And what I mean by that that there was a red med railway system and plan to uh, oversee the Suez Canal, and have an alliance for when the Great Reset happens. That it was just going to be China number one and Israel number two to create the multipolar world order. And in fact, well, here's one of some of the planning here that uh, all the way back when 2016 and prior Redmond Railway, new opportunities for China, Israel, and yes, the other guys. So this was all the plan and, you know, no problemo. And they were going to make billions, if not trillions and anything after that. And just in that uh, category there, but something happened. So we're at a point now today where, China is kind of mum on the whole Israeli uh, conflict. So is Russia, but China is. However, China is also providing the humanitarian aid for Palestinians. And their their ships are all over the Gulf over there and that, that whole region just uh, just sailing along. And they also, and I'm going to go to 30Q here in one second, but uh, they also informed many people in the IDF that uh, if, if they were to enter Gaza, they were going to be just uh, encountering a lot of booby traps everywhere. How do they know? I don't know. But what is going on? And now we're going to go to Dirty Q because he discovered something after this gentleman told us, well, we can't go into Gaza. Folks, what I'm about to give you is confidential information that is being released thanks to sources inside the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, these sources are telling Miles Guile, the founder of the new federal state of China, uh, that Israel will face a massive setup job when it goes into Gaza. Now, this information confirms my warnings issued last night on the Real America's Voice program that I believe Hamas is looking to lure Israel into Gaza and there will be all kinds of booby traps and improvised explosive devices. Now, this new information says these IEDs buried beneath the ground will be via remote control and they are being dubbed as, quote, 
super bombs. That from these sources inside the Chinese Communist Party. Now, how does super bombs inside the Chinese Communist Party? And what exactly does China know? Uh, Dirty Q, let's go to you now because you discovered a real wealth of um, knowledge here about the canals and that whole region in that area and the Chinese factor. Uh, Dirty Q. Yeah. Sorry, um, this is where it gets really convoluted because you've got, uh, as you were talking about, there was there was trade routes that were that were involving Israel and China and and uh, and Russia and all that. Uh, you'd be interested to know that uh, Putin just met uh, via link um, Kazakhstan, the president of Kazakhstan, and uh, and Kazakhstan was all very proud of the fact that they were putting a new railway between China and Russia through Kazakhstan. Right, that that is a new uh, uh, trade route that's being formed by BRICS. Right, Kazakhstan's excited to be a part of that. Now, speaking of trade routes, you've got the Suez Canal. We need to look at the Suez Canal a little bit because um, this whole war, uh, maybe a lot simpler um, to explain away than what people are actually make it out. Yes, it's all been beaten up to you know um, Arabs, Israelis, and all that, and there's a whole lot of history. But you really got to look at the Suez Canal. There was a 99-year lease on the Suez Canal when it was when it was first first dug up and created, and that lease went to the UK, the US, and I mentioned this earlier, uh, and France actually. It was France. Now, what happened was that that 99-year lease didn't actually pan out. They got to 1956, and then and then. Uh, the yes, team. Would you like to put it on screenshot one, please? Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, we're going haywire right now. Uh, where, where's Dirty Q? Are you there? Okay, sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Here's screenshot one. Go Let's ahead. Go. So, 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 what we've got here is we've got a we've got an alternative route to the Suez Canal, uh, and it's called the Bengurian Canal, and this has been planned for many, many, many years, uh, pretty much since 1956 when. Um, when the US and the, and the UK and the France lost their control over the Suez Canal, they started coming up with this new plan. Now, if you look at this map closely, you'll see that it's uh, the Suez Canal is Egypt. You've got um, Israel, where the Ben-Gurion Canal goes through to the sea there, that goes through Israel and it goes to the top of the, of the Gaza Strip. Now, that's a very circuitous route uh, for a new canal. You can see it's all bendy and all that. They want to make this canal 200 metres wide, 50 metres deep, so it's way better than the Suez. What better than to just go straight through the Gaza Strip? Okay, So they want to, they, instead of going around the Gaza Strip, they want to go straight through it. The problem with that at the moment is that we're, we're in the picture you just saw, it comes out the top of the Gaza Strip. Uh, Palestinians would own uh, a half of that canal because it will be right on the border of Gaza. So that's not really, really suitable because they have split profits with, with Gaza. Wipe out Gaza, take Gaza, and you have the clear run to make that canal straight through to the sea. Now, this, this connects the uh, the Red Sea to the Mediterranean. All right? Remember, um, before the Suez Canal, the ships had to go right around uh, Cape of Africa, right around the bottom to get from the bottom of, of the world to the top of the world. These, these shipping routes are absolutely essential. Now, when, they were, when it was shut down in 1956 and, and Egypt actually nationalised the Suez Canal, 
what happened was Egypt started making bulk bank, right? So they, they made $9 billion a year off this canal that all of a sudden the US, UK and France didn't have. So what we've got now, if you skip for no, if, if, actually, Dean, do you want to go to slide two? So just after the um, just after the canal, just the Suez was created in in uh, 1869. A little bit later, in 1888, we had the the Constantinople uh, Convention. That was a group of countries that got together and said, "Well, we think this this canal should be." available and free for everybody to use and that and that convention basically said that anybody could use it there was been no uh there was no aggression using the canal and this is this come about because certain countries had been prevented from using it in times of war right so the uk and france and that they that they had stopped people from using it to, to achieve goals of war so the, so this uh, convention was this constant constantinople convention was created so that everybody could use it in the end what happened in 1956 so this is skipping forward nearly you know nearly 100 years um israel having been been recently formed attacked egypt okay so egypt went okay well you can't use our canal and and they said well anybody supporting you can't use our canal either right that's the us was supporting israel so that, that blocked off the US, UK, France, all these people that were trying to push all these wars and all that sort of thing. And that, and that all come about from the proxy war uh, with the Soviet Union. So Egypt starts breaking records with this canal, and all of a sudden you've got these other Western countries not making a cent. They want that money back. They want that $9 billion a year to come back to those Western countries. They don't, they don't like that Egypt's taking all of that finance from, from that Suez Canal. This has been planned out for years. There's plenty of plenty of literature on it. I did a deep dive right into this, and, I, and I, it was I didn't believe the story to start right. with, and I, I went right into the facts. I've spared you the details because that is a lengthy little. Um, it it uh, is. It is. Um, but here's a question, uh, and, and I guess maybe uh, if the others have questions too. But uh, you mentioned Egypt. Now a lot of people will ask. And, and certainly I have and many others, and maybe you, you might know the answer is, how come Egypt won't allow Palestinians into their country? W what is the holdup and the hang-up there? Well, but that, because they know that, that Hamas, if they, if they let the, the, the refugees into, into Egypt, they'll have terrorists in their country. When I say terrorists, I don't mean the Palestinians. I mean, I mean the groups created by um, you know, what we call the deep state to try and foment wars. Um, I mean, Hamas was created by Israel for Christ's sake. I mean, you, you, <laughs> and now they've got a problem on their hands. So um, you get into the okay. Let's get to the third screenshot, and then, then we're pretty much done with this. So <clears throat> let's go back to nineteen forty-nine. Okay, and um, well, this is when this is when sorry, this is when um, Israel actually attacked Egypt. Notice this is all from Botanica. This is this is stuff that's not going to be censored or anything like that. Um, it's, it doesn't have a slant on it like a lot of the stuff we look at has a slant on it. It tells it tells the history as it was, um, and this is where you can go back and find the actual facts. This is how it panned out, right? And the, and the basic fact of it is that that the Western countries lost out on a massive trade route, and you've got trade routes happening all around the world at the moment 
There's one up in uh, sorry, uh, the Arctic, uh, the Russians are onto. They've got control over that. They've also got control over the trade route I was just talking about through uh, Kazakhstan down to China. And and uh, the, the West desperately need their own trade route because if, in, a, in a time of war, they're going to be cut off and they can't even support Israel. Anything down the bottom of the world can't even come to support Israel because they won't be allowed through the Suez Canal. Good point. Good point. Uh, gentlemen, uh, do you want to uh, speak on that, um, Jim or, or Bryce? Anything to add to that, Jim? Well, sure. The Palestinians are all for a second, uh, you know, a separate state for Palestine. As long as it's in Jordan or a tent city in the Sinai of Egypt, the, the Egyptians know if the Palestinians come, they're never going to be allowed to return. The, the Israeli just want them out of what they think is their land, even though the Palestinians have been there for 3,000 years and they've been there for 75. The ideal solution from the Israeli point of view would be to load them all aboard a ship, load it out to sea and sink it. That's the bare bones of it all. Deep. You're right. You're right. And I believe there's an element there's an element here of um, making the Israelis do their genocide. You know, like you, we're not going to take them out of the country. If you, if you want to do what you want to do, you go through and you genocide these people. You take them all out like you want to. And then you'll be held accountable for the rest of the world. Interesting how that is. And I have a, um, it, when we get to the uh, conclusion here, I have a thesis that will blow your mind. But uh, Bryce, you know, what, what, what's kind of confusing is the mixed messages. And we're going to go to Jim's uh, piece here in one minute. But, uh, you know, on the, the prime minister, the prime minister over there in Canada, um, Justine and Trudeau, on one hand, he's saying, no, 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 Israel shouldn't be doing that to Gaza. Then you have the, the uh, Deputy Prime Minister, um, Christy Freeland, I almost said Felicia Freeland, uh, Christy Freeland saying, uh, we're going to support Israel at, at, at all cost, and uh, we, we're behind them. So I could see that mixed message is being used for people to to, uh, to divide us, take sides, to destabilize us, to then get that order through that chaos. Do you see it that way? Because it's more than just oil, but although what uh, Dirty Q said, they're reshaping the trade routes in this world right now from Greenland all the way to that Suez Canal, and people are striving to control that mantle. Do you see it that way? Mute it. Unmuted yeah. people here. Yeah, our uh, good friend uh, Klaus Cotton Schwab um, has said repeatedly that you know the Great Reset is is going to come, and this is uh, an exemplification of that. But what I take particularly exception to, a particular exception to, is Israel has said multiple times now that they're going to be like, oh yeah, we're just going to send a whole bunch of refugees from Gaza to Canada of all places, and we already have. Uh, enough problems here. Thank you very much. We don't have A space or B need for half a million or more um, refugees from another country that just got bombed into oblivion and has a particular hate on for the West. You know, and one of the things that's been happening, you know, for, throughout the last few years is untold amounts of immigrants and migrants and refugees and all sorts of people moving into the West. Well, there's a reason for that, right? You can't have law and order and demand it and the people demand it from the powers that be without a considerable amount of chaos so you have all of these people that have created this problem and they're going to offer the solution which is going to be basically the boot in the heel of the the oligarchy in 1984 and whatever else comes with that to basically take control of everything that i was saying before right so i always look at this from two perspectives one what is the ultimate goal 
how are they trying to do it? And then ultimately, what the hell are we going to do about it? Because it's all fine and good to say, hey, we have all of this knowledge, but what the hell are we going to do about this? Ultimately is the question, right? And I, and I, and I want to come to this because this is my ultimate point whenever I speak is that if we don't do something about this and we don't collaborate as humans creating communities with each other to fix some of these problems, we're going to get wiped out. Because remember, this war is against all of us. Nobody's going to escape this. There's nowhere to run. We have a literal global positioning system that has real-time data for every person on the planet, right? Your, your, the Wi-Fi router in your house is sure. basically a sensor system that they could use to see you, right? So if we don't collaborate in some way to fix these issues, you know, it's not going to re really matter what knowledge we know or what we think about it or who's at fault or whatever. We're still going to lose, right? And this is a war, right? And what I and the reason that I asked you what is a war if, if only one side is fighting is a genocide. We are going to lose, right? And even though all of these morons are fighting on both sides, of the, I don't I don't really support either of these sides, right? I support humanity. I want everybody to live a a, a great life and and be in peace and all that. But ultimately, this is a war, right? And and our side, you know, humanity isn't fighting this right now because we're stuck looking at each other as enemies when the real people that are responsible for this stuff are just sitting in an ivory tower somewhere laughing at sure. us. Okay, let's, let's uh, go, go ahead and dirty cue, please. Well, Bryce, Bryce, I bring gifts, mate. Um, there's an answer to the to the, all of this whole holy cultural whatever war coming down from Klaus Schwab and, um, you know, the, the Freemasons and all that. The answer is unity, right? So you only have a war when you can pitch one against the other. If we don't bite that, we don't take that bait, right? And we love every man for being on this earth, we are under God or whatever. If you're an atheist, whatever, just love your brother, right? Yeah. Um, that then then there can't be any wars. So so when you say that, uh, and Jim, I'm going to go to you. We're going to go to your. I, I have your um, your segments here. Is uh, you know that's exactly what the head of one of the UN chiefs said, and Israel trying to dismiss him. Uh, that that's being it's just like when Black Lives Matter was a, a bigger thing and people were saying all lives matter. They're saying that's racist. It's the same damn thing applying here. But now let's get let's speed up to present day here, Jim, because you brought some things to the table now. And I'm going to get ahead of that because a lot of people right now and we're going to uh, I got yours. Uh, segment ready to go here. A lot of uh, people that we have grown to know and love in some, some cases are giving and expressing their opinions on this entire conflict to much amaze and some say stunning in uh, not the uh, positive way. And people are learning, really, this is a bigger effect in the stranglehold that the lobbyists of certain countries have over certain mouthpieces is much greater than we probably realize. In fact, here's, uh, here's Glenn Beck and Nikki Haley from what you would perceive as the right over there, the GMP, here's their feelings on uh, what they think is happening and their feelings on Israel. Well, I don't know why I was born, but there is something about the state of Israel that connects deeply to me. To have the privilege to stand with the Jew is a tremendous honor, spiritually. So I want to read a letter that I wrote that I am sending to the state of Israel. To Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and the honorable officials of the state of Israel. In this moment, I have chosen to ask you for citizenship 
in the state of Israel. I Okay, let's get into it. Um, thank you very much. Uh, Jim, let's talk about that because a lot of people are, are posturing and also playing politics. It's really hard to tell. What's your take on that? And I have what just happened in, in, in Gaza. We'll get to I have your stuff ready here. Go ahead, Jim Fencer. Wait, go ahead. Ben, go ahead. Go ahead. It's just grotesque, Dean. I mean, Ben Gurion was at loggerheads with JFK because Israel wanted to develop nuclear weapons. Jack thought it would precipitate a nuclear arms race in the Middle East. They threw in with the other parties as sponsors to take out Jack. Now, they only had one of eight shooters. Well, I'll tell you, when it comes to Bobby Kennedy's own father, RFK, Israel was almost solely responsible for his assassination. He's got his head where the sun doesn't shine. And when you have lunatics, raving lunatics like Nikki Haley and Lindsey Graham and Glenn Beck and others promoting Israel when it's committing genocide and they're not willing to admit it, I say to hell with them. I've been a big fan uh, of, of Tulsi Gabbard in the past. But she has lost it 100%. I find this despicable. Yeah, well, it, it is despicable. I mean, I mean, Nikki Haley, too, Dirty Q, I mean, she, she's not really mincing words, uh, uh, you know, her feelings. I mean, I've seen warmongers. I mean, she sounds more warmongering than Dick Cheney has ever sounded before, you know, publicly. I mean, I, I don't understand Dick her Cheney sentiment on it. And, uh, <laughs> what's that? And he has a face right here. Dick Cheney and three inch heels. <laughs> and I'll say this to, to Prime Minister Netanyahu, finish them. Finish them. Hamas did this. You know Iran's behind it. Finish them. They should have hell to pay for what they've just done. So there, here's the intel drop. Finish, miss, uh, finish them. Who never, you know, just that that's her feelings on it. What are we looking at here, Jim? Because uh, apparently there's the, the neocon plot here. Well, this is on, uh, you know, October 7th. This is a report about the uh, Israeli pilots were using Apache helicopters to shoot on the civilians at the music concerts. They could add up the death toll that they were going to attribute to Hamas. I mean, it was a classic false flag. Israel was in on it. They even had photographers from the AP and U.S. journals already there before the ADF was supposed to have even known it was taking place. The whole thing is a gigantic scam to create a pseudo-justification. And the Russian ambassador to the UN declared, Israel does not have a right to self-defense for the following reason. The Gaza occupation, they are occupied. They have a responsibility to protect their health, not to destroy them. And well, the Russian ambassador is 100%. The U.S. State Department right now 
is trying to undermine the Fourth Geneva Convention, which has to do with the protection of an occupied population to try to justify turning Gaza and the West Bank into free fire zones. That's our Department of State of the United States under Biden. Of course, he's a phony and a fake, but the point is, if you envision Bibi Netanyahu as our commander-in-chief, then you understand what the hell is going on today. No, that's just it, Jim. It's now coming out. I mean, people seem to forget, just like the Hawaiian and over there at the Lahana fires, about what initially set this off. And we tend to forget that this was allowed to happen at the very least, just like 9-11. It's like we stepped into a time warp to relive the, the war on terror era. And it's now coming out that, and I felt it from my gut, not only were, was the, the so-called Hamas allowed to get into uh, the Tel Aviv area on October 7th, I've always felt that Netanyahu and others were directing it. And, well, here it is, just like WikiLeaks uh, showed us during the Iraq war and all the atrocities. Well, that seems to be coming out again with a different flavor. All right, let's uh, kind of, we're going to kind of wrap things up and maybe look at a few questions or two, but uh, thoughts on what we just saw, Bryce, since, you know, you, you have, uh, maybe this might be just kind of new. I didn't run this by you beforehand, but, uh, you know, there, there, where there's smoke, there's war, and then there's false flags. <clears throat> yeah, like I was saying before, I mean, the false flags have been used for a long time to achieve goals of, of, of tyrants. And, you know, I'll kind of leave off with this. There's only really two groups of people that call for war and death and destruction of other people, and that's tyrants and cultists, right? And there's a lot of people on both sides of that. So you've got, and, and I think this point has to be made too, that there that Israel has its own deep state as well. It's the same people. It's not like it's a different group of people that are controlling it. The U.S. is a proxy for, and is totally in the control of the oligarchs and always has been for I don't even know how long, but a long time nonetheless. And so is Israel. Like they were created by the people and they're being used as puns just as much as we are. So as much as I detest what's happening over there, they're they're victims of this bullshit that we're facing too. Right. And that, I think that has to be said on all sides. There's the people that know or sorry, that don't know <clears throat> what's what's happening at all and are just acting and reacting to whatever they feel is appropriate and have no idea. There's the people that do know that there's a problem, don't care and continue to do it. And there's the people that do know refuse to do something about it and are fighting against it. And that's a very small amount of people. And we're obviously some of them. And then there's ultimately the people that are in control and forcing it upon everybody else. And that is the real group of people that we should be fighting. And nobody in the Western world, especially is talking about an off ramp de-escalation. The West wants this war. And I have to make that really apparent, right? This is being demanded. And even last week, um, the U S house passed uh, H Oh, five, five, nine. I think it was fourteen billion, right? Was it fourteen billion, Jim? No, 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 no. This wasn't money. This is what Bryce was talking about. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no. Five, five, nine is basically allows um, the U.S. to essentially first strike Iran, 
And it has to be said, too, that all of the armament treaties that the U.S. has signed with anybody, but Russia in particular, have been scrapped. So there's no limits on nukes, conventional warfare, or anything. So for all intents and purposes, the the U.S. is basically at full war with whoever they want right now. And the only people that are unaware of this is most of the U.S. population. Yeah, exactly. The markets haven't reacted to this. Most people, and I hope everybody that's watching this really understands this. If you are not preparing for this, you are going to lose very badly. There is famine coming. There is war coming. There is unrest. There's death and destruction on a scale and 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 level that we've never experienced in our life. Do you think the stuff that's happening in Gaza right now is bad? You ain't seen nothing yet, bro. Okay, let, let's so take I, a few I hope questions here. To, to prepare for that. Yeah, let's take a few inquiries, and then we're going to get everyone's final thoughts of, of how this is all going to play out. Uh, we have yeah. B. Baker, who is very skeptical, but uh, seems to be only when it goes against Israel. That could have been Afghanistan footage with Israeli audio added. Yeah, well, it could have been me doing it with, you know, playing, uh, you know, centipede at the arcade. You know, it could have been, but... <laughs> this happens. I don't even know how to say it. Just like those guys that uh, you might be claiming that was a, a propaganda video. The guy, the head guy who was in that, uh, he was the soldier that, that uh, was killing everybody. He was just awarded a medal in Israel. You know, but uh, let's get a question here. Here's one. I think, Jim, this is right up your alley. Uh, this is, here's Mark Jameson. Sometimes things are as it's seen. It's not always a conspiracy. Then, uh, Jim, you want to uh, tackle that? Except the way it seems is a conspiracy because it is a conspiracy. I mean, what could be more effing obvious? I mean, give me a break. This is really uh, it's a conspiracy to slaughter all the Palestinians and get them the hell out of Israel so they can have their own land. They don't want any Palestinian in Israel. None. Okay, that's very good. Let's here's another one. We have uh, wonderful Yankee drippy. Uh, the, the letter from Albert Pike is not a conspiracy. It is an actual letter, right? It's not a conspiracy. It's not a whole guy right. got together, right? It's not a conspiracy. It is actually a letter that was written between uh, two dirty, people. It's a conspiracy. That is a conspiracy. All requires for a conspiracy is two or more individuals collaborating no, to bring about an illegal end. Obviously, you got thousands of Israelis collaborating to bring in about an illegal end. Genocide. Yeah, and if you got uh, Albert Pike and is it Mazzini? No, uh, who was the guy he wrote it to, Dean? Was it Mazzini? Mazzini. Right. So that's a, that is a conspiracy. It's an actual conspiracy. Right? Well, and, there's the pushback. Go ahead, Dirty Q. Go ahead. Go ahead about is everything that that uh, people believe that might be going on in the background. Well, no, conspiracy is two people getting together, as Jim just said, to, to formulate a plan and carry it out. That's a conspiracy. Really? This is what. This is what Hillary Clinton's going to get down for. This is what Obama's going to get down for. All of these um, oligarchs that um, that we're talking about tonight, they're all going to go down for conspiracy. That's going to be the charge that is put against them. Right. Okay. So, conspiracy uh, theories. Only if we win. Research. Right. Only if we win. Yeah. Uh, here's another one here. Oh, but here's what I was going to say, too. There, there's a lot of pushback from a lot of Americans because this is the first time uh christian people in america have had to really look into what's happening in gaza i've had friends that have snuck into gaza and i know the atrocities for the last 10 years and the christian zionist and zionism in this country some people don't even know protect israel at all cost 
And this goes back to Albert Pike. Somebody was asking more Albert Pike, you know, very demanding viewer there. Thank you very much. But <laughs> the whole reason I love when people direct me like they the whole point is the Albert Pike situation, which we started with that, is because Albert, the, the plan was when the Christians, the Zionists, there's about 80 million of them in this country, when they find out that when Israel gets hypothetically obliterated and there's no deity to come back down and, and uh, capture and rapture and punish the Jews, that uh, it's just taken over. That's what Albert Pike is saying is going to accelerate and ignite uh, the the Lucifer and demon, in, in, you know, in his words, and kill Christianity and atheism. Do we see? So that's why we started with Albert Pike. Uh, Jim, did you want to add to that or Bryce or somebody? Well, I do think that the Arab and the Muslim world are unified against Israel. I think it's monstrous character has never been more evident than it is today. We have a colossal litmus test of whether you are a human being who stand for decency and respect for other human beings or whether you're a monster, a tyrant, and yeah. a sadistic killer, it is that clear cut. Mm. Very clear cut. Okay. Um, here's another one. B. Baker says, yeah, 1.6K likes. What's that about? What's what? What? I don't. I don't understand. These are cryptic. Are they watching this? Uh, we have someone else that's uh, the, these questions are very interesting. Here's uh, Alita uh, Shofar uh, saying, uh, "I I seen in ancient Bible that Palestine is actually the Holy Land. Anyone know more about this?" Uh, Jim, you're the Bible expert. Let's go to you. Of course. I mean, yeah, I may think, but but of course, of course, Palestine is the Holy Land and Jerusalem and all that. Of course, that's why it's been so controversial and so important. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mr. Watman, I love this comment. Uh, Glenn Beck is a rhino puke. <laughs> oh, God, that's so true. Thank you, Mr. Watman. Um, B. Baker, tell me what that was, please. Uh, anyways, here, here's another one. Here. Uh, where's my glasses? Okay, yes, exactly, Jim. Nigel Danger agrees. Uh, okay, understand the Kazarian. In, uh, I think people don't understand Kazarian infiltration. No, they don't. Thank you, Kareen. Well done, Kareen. Yeah. yeah, they don't understand because you have these mega churches uh, that the, the evangelicals that, by the way, are all part of, they use Romans 13 and part of the clergy response team for the Department of Homeland Security now. A lot of these big mega churches, and they're all for this. They're all in for this. They're signing up your son and daughter to this war. That's why the draft is going to be coming back. And people like hang on, Dean, because the Kazarians infiltrated the Jews. Okay, they they, they infiltrated the Jewish bloodline, and it's the Kazarians that have been controlling all this crap. And I like think I that's said, what Korean everybody's about. got the deep state. All of us are playing the same game, and we're all losing right now. Yeah. Yep. And, and the Kazarians are right at the top of that deep state. Yes, yes, Kazarians. And uh, somebody said uh, today is a Remembrance Day in Canada. Here's Curly uh, McHugh saying, I'm a very proud Canadian to the day you die. Happy Remembrance Day. Oh, is that today? Okay, happy Remembrance uh, Day. Yeah, right? it's, it's tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it's tomorrow, yeah. Canada was the first one in World War II, 1940. Today, yeah. It's, it's Go ahead, today when it was... Go ahead, Jim. I just say Ukraine, modern day Ukraine is the location of the past uh, Khazaria. Most modern Jews actually are Khazarians, they're not descendants of the tribe of Judah. They have no Hebrew blood. 
because the Palestinians actually are Semites. It turns out, ironically, that Israel is the greatest practitioner of anti-Semitism in the world today. Yes, indeed. Okay, so B. Baker, thank you. Uh, I meant something's up with the YouTube, it looks like. You know, something's been up with, thank you, B. Baker, uh, the, everything. My computer's slow. Uh, uh, Dirty Q's computer's slow. He wasn't able to get on just for today. We can't even get a hold of one of the panelists. So a lot of weird stuff's happening. Thank you for letting me know. Oh. Um, I'm, in the, I'm in the zone right now, too, if you couldn't tell. Uh, go ahead, Bryce. Um, I forgot to bring something up earlier, um, but when we were talking about China and the, the Jewish connection, there's actually a great deal of um, Jews in um, China as well, and they have uh, quite a bit of power there as well. So I don't know how deep that deep state goes into China, but I'm, I'm sure it is deep oh, as all of the bar. Huge. So Jim, I mean, we don't that, even know a fraction of it. About that as well. Yeah, I know. And and, and kind of what and and to go to bring this you know full circle circle back to World War Three. China hasn't entered the war yet, <laughs> and they are militarizing like like it's going That's out of control. That's a good point. That's a good and, point. I want to get into that. Uh, in, in our, uh, we're going to go overtime, everybody. So we're going to give our final uh, briefings, and maybe you want to say your your, your black swan moments, and uh, maybe you can join Dirty Q myself and, and Bryce for a, a longer discussion on China, which will bring us to our final final thoughts. Here is. Usually we have the Final Thoughts piano, but it's in the shop right now. So let's start with Dirty Q. Give us your final thought, and we'll go to Bryce next. Yes. We, uh, what it just, we, we could be here two more hours at this rate, but uh, Dirty Q, final final thoughts from down under. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Dirty Q is doing uh, five shots of whiskey tonight for five times. He's blundered. Are you, are you ready? Okay, go ahead. Muted. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't. Okay, muted. so uh, we'll get back to Dirty Q. I'm here, I'm here. You ready for Sorry, yeah. I'm mute for a minute. Um, so Bryce, Bryce nailed it when he just said that China hasn't entered the war. Neither has Iran, right? And neither has really Russia either. No. These guys all back a particular side, and it's not the side that U.S. backs. Now, we've, we've talked on this show earlier about what's happening in Syria. There's attacks happening uh, that the, the America are conducting against Iran in Syria, saying they're bombing this um, facility and that facility. And they're saying, oh, it's because Iran's been attacking our bases. Oh, but we've got no, we have no uh, casualties to show, but they've been attacking us. Just believe us, right? So they're attacking all these facilities, and yet we've talked about on the show how there is nukes belonging to Iran in Syria, which is just over the border from uh, Israel and Gaza. I think that's where the major threat comes from. I think this is how it pans out, is that Iran does release some sort of uh, weapon, and it's going to come back to the Obamas because it's going to release some isotopes that are going to come back to Hillary selling uh, uranium to the Russians. That's my final thought. That's how I think it's going to pan out. Thanks, man. Okay, okay. We're gonna go. Uh, uh, we're gonna go to Bryce next, and uh, let me be clear, Bryce. We're going to finish them. Finish them. Okay, I just wanted to say that. Oh, go ahead, Bryce. Uh, quick final thought, and then we're gonna go to Jim Fetzer here. 
So um, th- there's a, a huge amount of things that have been happening in the last couple of weeks. So if you guys want to get um, really up to date on a lot of the, what, what's happening in World War III, there's two channels that I highly recommend you guys follow, which is um, NY Prepper does like daily updates on what's happening in the Middle East right now. And then Canadian Prepper, um, which does a, a really good overview of kind of the stuff that I, I've done over this um, today about what's happening all over the world in regards to what, what's happening with World War III. And uh, I'll, I'll make just two quick points, okay? So one of the reasons that um, this is, is devolving so fast is is in the, the Bush era, basically they wanted to wipe out seven countries in the Middle East. They only got five of them, or five or six, one of the two. Um, and Iran was the one that they couldn't do because they were too big, too powerful, and they didn't need you know the Western world because they were already so he- heavily sanctioned. But that is going to happen at some point. So because they, they've basically said, we're going to do this, right? And when it does happen, everybody's going to finally wake up to the fact that we're in a world war again and shit's going to hit the fan. And at some point, China's going to enter the war and we're going to be at war with Russia too. And the US is not going to win a three-front war with three major powers on the planet unless they use nukes. So put that in your head really strongly that at some point in the future, the near future, somebody is going to use a nuke somewhere. We don't know who, we don't know when, but it is going to happen eventually. There's no other good, way that this good, is going to good, end. Good, good point. Uh, Jim Fetzer, your final Fetzer thoughts here on this whopper of an episode. Well, as Paul Craig Roberts has observed, this fight is an extension of 9-11. Price is correct. Five, seven countries in the next five years, it was Syria and Iran. They didn't finish the job. Right. Yeah, right. Iran is the most peace-loving great nation in the world. It hasn't launched a war of aggression against any other state since 1775. Just to put that in concept, in, in historical perspective, The Constitution was ratified in 1787. George Washington elected our first president in 1789. So for longer than the United States has existed as a constitutional republic, Iran has not launched a war of aggression against the other state. Demonizing Iran is frankly historically so absurd, it's only because of misinformation we've given anyone would believe it. Now, the Muslim world is arose, is, is enraged, the Arab states, and there's a key player here, which is President Erdogan of Turkey, who has been very emphatic about what's going on here. In the background, both Russia and China have declared they support a two-state solution. But it's Erdogan who has a massive army. He's got two million in reserve. He has already said Turkish soldiers will be fighting in Gaza for Palestine Mike, my words, it's going to happen. And when it goes nuclear, and I'm sorry to say, I think Bryce is right, we're all going to have hell to pay because, mark my words, the United States is going to suffer massively and we are going to go down as profoundly as Israel, our gallant ally in the Middle East. Wow. Jim, you're a hard act to follow. I'm not sure I want to give mine now. Um, that was, but spot on, spot on. Okay. Uh, on. Final, quick final thought here, uh, and before I do, uh, members, we're going to do a little overtime with Dirty Q and Bryce, get into the you know a more geopolitical, uh, longer discussion. But uh, anyways, my, here's my, my thought is I think we're seeing a lot of wartime theater on a very grand scale. Uh, I think we are seeing a another form of the Ukrainian war. I mean, Zelensky has become a... Jimmy Swagger of a beggar now who's looking for just credit. You know, in fact, 
He's now saying, for a wartime hamburger today, I will repay you tomorrow. And that's kind of where the Ukrainian war is. I mean, the, the average age of a soldier now over there is 42. Now, why this is happening, in my view, is th there is an effort, is an effort to make Ukraine the new uh, the new Israel. Well, you can't do that without a, a major conflict and bloodshed. Without uh, bloodshed, there's no change. But with that said, I think we are seeing the end of an old guard as the the nukes of yesteryear are almost just that, a, a very kinetic old form of war and the new forms of war in the space age have yet to be seen as we're now seeing new technologies, everything. So with that said, I think it is wartime theater. I hope it is. I mean, we don't know, but we don't know. But and I think that the the, the reset and the shutdown, the blackout is going to be perpetuated by Iran and the, they're going to say Iran's going to do a nuke. It could be an AI in more, more Kabuki theater on a grand scale, because in actuality, a, a youth, a, a teenager, an American today is not much different than someone who's in Iran as well is uh, and to quote that one song. We're all one, but not the same. And we kind of need each other in the end. So that's how I see it. And, not to mention the, the uh, Persians and Persian women are very beautiful. And who would want to drop a bomb on them? I, I can't see that happening. It just, it's a terrible thing to say. So anyways, on that note here, uh, members, we'll see you shortly. Uh, Jim Petzer, I want to uh, thank you for your efforts uh, just the past 20 years. I mean, you were on the dancing uh, Israelites, <laughs> you know, from the get-go. So thank you for that. Bryce, Bryce, I, uh, thank you for being here and, and representing Canada very well. And uh, Dirty Care, thank you very much uh, for your, your efforts. Thank all of our viewers out there. Uh, you know, it, it's all spirited. Uh, it's all spirited fun in the end. So we're, thank you for being here. So till next time, uh, for Jim Fetzer, Bryce Wade, and uh, Dirty Q, I'm Dean Ryan. So thank you for sharing your weekend with us right here at the lounge. And uh, always remember to stay tuned and uh, always stay awake. Good night, everybody.